What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 110 of Cali Brickclick. And remember, you can find this episode on all previous episodes anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, of course, YouTube. And like always, we have Ninja. Oh, yeah. We have Claire, the Plastic Architect. Hello. And this week, we have someone special, first time around. Um, he's no stranger to the YouTube community and representing the entire Lego community in general. Dom, cool guy Dom, how's it going? Welcome. It's going fantastic. I'm so happy to be here. This is, I'm going to offend some people. I'm going to offend some friends, but this is my favorite Lego podcast. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sad Buds. I'm sorry, building a podcast. I'm sorry, ELPN. This is my favorite Lego podcast. Damn. It's just good. It's great. Shots I'm fired. Okay. I'm Clip that, re upload it on Instagram. <laughs> That's definitely going to go in there one day for sure. <laughs> no, all up to the other ones too. They're all great. They're all great. They're great. So we appreciate you too for the, the love and support. So we're going to dive very heavily into you. So Dom, yes, that's what you want to be called according to yeah. your little sub, uh, little line. Just call me Dom. Mm-hmm. Just call you Dom. Who are you? I, uh, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a Lego guy. I'm a young Lego guy that likes Lego a lot and decided to like, start filming it out of the boredom back in like August of 2020 on TikTok. And next thing you know, those Lego videos that I thought were, won't amount to anything started performing very well. And I found a, a passion and a new purpose in with making Lego content. And I was like, I really like this a lot. Let's see how much further I can go with it. So I just kept doing it. And then eventually it led to me being reached out to, to go on Lego masters. And I was brought back to a holiday special and in short summary, I just really like Lego a lot, and I post a lot, and I'm trying to post more. And that's 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 uh, yeah. Wow! <laughs> Shout out to that fresh Yoda back there. Thank you, Swag Yoda. Yeah, Swag. Okay, there we go. Swag. That was that was really. Um, that was the most concise. That was yeah. Really yeah, it was good. You were like, and it was also quite hum- humble as well. You're like, yeah, I just like Lego, and I posted some content, and it did well. Which you know, the truth of the matter is, it's like what happens with most people. Either they were like, I planned this out; it was very intentional. I've had other like internet platforms, or it was like, I don't know, I just like it. It just kind of happened, and here I am. <laughs> so I was like, W. Well, congratulations, I guess, on all the fun opportunities. You never went into a dark age, I'm presuming. I did. You so did. I got my first Lego set. It was 7667 Imperial Dropship. Wow. Little, little Stormtrooper Battle Pack. I know it because I'm looking right at it. Right at it. <laughs> and uh, I got that when I was six, and me and my dad built it together. And I still remember us building it together, which is really oh. cool. I'm really happy I still have that memory locked in there. Uh, core memory right there. Um, nice. But I ended up collecting Lego. You know, Lego. I was, I was also around the same time as Lego Indiana Jones was out, so I got a few of those sets top tier sets excited for the new ones but i ended up collecting lego up until i was probably like 13 14 then i slowly got out of it and got into other hobbies like um i had a action figure collecting phase uh i had a whole semi-competitive pokemon tcg playing phase um hey. and then COVID happened and essentially late 2019 early 2020 i was slowly getting back into lego just as something else to do other than just my whole hobby being pokemon um so I started getting a few sets. I started resorting my childhood collection of parts. And then the world shut down. And I was like, well, now I have more time to sort my pieces and rebuild <laughs> my sets. And then 
August of 2020 came around, and I remember watching um, Epic Bricks uh, at the time, and I'd say still the godfather of LEGO TikTok. He was the real big MVP at the time, making really good, high-quality LEGO content on TikTok, a short-form platform that was rapidly growing at the time. And then there, and then that inspired me along with um, uh, uh, another influencer business guy, Gary V. At the time, he was just just telling people to just do what you want to do. Just try it or whatever. And I was like, well, people making live content on TikTok, I'm bored. I, shot, I just did it. And uh, it blew up slowly. And there was like slowly more people coming into like the community. I mean, we had Ethan Yarson, Matt Mellish, Breaking Up Brad, Lego Jedi, which he doesn't make content anymore. Rip. Um, <laughs> um, but so many, at the t there was Lego. But at the time, there was like 10 of us. And I look at it as like the Lego TikTok pioneers, <laughs> where we ended up forging this small little Lego community that grew and grew. And now there's, I mean, there's Maticus Bricks. There's, you know, there's Joey started making TikToks. Uh, he's actually coming to my house tomorrow. So that's fun. Um, and all these new amazing content creators getting into it, just seeing other people make Lego content. And one of my goals was simply just with making content. The beginning was to inspire others and just make content, especially with my generation. I feel like it's not so weird anymore for teenage boys to collect Lego. But I feel like at the time when I started making content, I used to get a lot of comments being like, uh, grow up. Oh, you still play with toys? And I was like, yeah, you should too. It's fun. Um, but I, I have noticed there's there was this, at this time, I don't remember when, but there was a spark of these really young content creators. We're talking 13 to like 16. And some of these kids have already surpassed me. Uh, and I was like, good. I'm thankful that they are because... <laughs> these kids are really talented making live content i know there's this one kid that already has more brand deals than i have and i was like what? okay cool what is crazy is just i don't know my goal was just to simply just express my passion for lego share with others and hopefully inspire others inspire others to do the same and i feel like i kind of did that and that makes me happy and i want to continue to do do that i didn't know you were an og in it i mean i, I knew you were like a staple in it I, that's good to know. That's actually really cool to see that you you were one of the. the I, I I got in very early at a time where, like I said, there was like ten of us maybe, and now there's like everybody. Yeah, when, everyone and their mom. When was that? Because like that would have been like like a short like in retrospect, it feels like a short amount of time, but for social media, it's not. Mm -hmm. So like how yeah like how much time is that? I guess. It would have been. The summer of 2020, when a lot of people started popping up, Brad and I popped up around the same time, just making content. Ethan was at it. I think he started making Lego content on TikTok in October of 2019, I want to say. And then I don't remember when Epic was doing it, but he he started way before. It's hard because I've always wanted to like, I should really try to go back and like write down the timeline and the evolution of Lego TikTok, but it's... It's hard <laughs> that would be that would be a good that, but that would video. be cool that'd be a cool video so that i'm like oh do i want to go deep dive into old accounts and you know ones that have rise and fall because there are oh, those, are, those are good content like i mean mm -hmm. i like seeing the, the evolutions of whatever community else out there so i don't think i've seen one with 
like just specifically the TikTok community. Mm-hmm. I see ones that were like people from TikTok are involved in whatever the video is about, but I've never seen anyone that's do one strictly on that. And we noticed it last Chicago that there was a new group in town. I mean, we all knew the Lego Masters was a new group in town mm-hmm. already, but you know they've already been established for like two years. But like it was definitely noticed in Chicago last year that there's this new wave of influencers video content creators that are out there that have a name for themselves and mostly none of us really knew how big most of you guys were i kind of i picked up on that (laughs) but then we would check and we're like holy crap a million or like you know like just all ridiculous numbers and it's just crazy we're like well these people are reaching an entire different group of people that are out there and exponentially higher than a lot of youtubers are or or a lot of instagrammers are and it's a good thing for the community but you represent also represent you know the youth of it all which we'll get into in a little bit but eventually you got onto lego masters within like two years with ethan the artisan yeah uh my lego career has like I remember watching season one of Lego Masters, which was a huge inspiration for me to just get into content creating. Along with Boone, uh, my relationship with Boone, I always looked up to Boone. The moment I remember watching him on Lego Masters, I was like, "That is so cool!" So I quickly followed him on his social medias, and he was also an inspiration for me to get into making content. But yeah, I I, I still look back at it. I'm just like, my goodness! And within the span of like two years of making content, I got on Lego Masters, which was. Never in a million years I would have thought that would even happen or come close to that because I'm not really that big of a mock builder. I don't know if you picked up if most people pick up on that. Uh, I have a you're with Ethan. Old, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> I had good. Ethan by you're my good. side. You're fine. Exactly. And, uh, but uh, multiple Lego training montages before doing the show. Um, I like to think I got kind of decent at building mocks. Uh, a lot better than I was. That's that was, Were you I still curious? Was, Whoa. Were you put together or did you guys join together? So November, I think it was like November of 2021. Um, I got a, a Instagram DM late at night from a casting agent. I was like, this, nah, <laughs> I'm being asked to go on Lego Masters. <laughs> what? No, me? No. So I looked into it. I looked at his account. I was like, this guy seems legit. So I scheduled a phone call with him and he was like, who do you want as your teammate? And I instantly thought of Ethan. Because uh, we're both, we have a lot of similarities. We're both homeschooled. We're both like TikTokers. We're both redheads. We both wear flannels. We have a lot of similarities. We're one of three brothers. Um, both very similar in age. Dynamic duo. So I asked him to get, asked him to be my partner. And the previous two seasons, because of his Instagram account, he's had casting agents ask him to go on. But uh, during those one and two, he wasn't old enough yet. But we were both legal adults at this time. So we both had our, our chance again to the ring and potentially go on lego masters uh i did not think we would get on truthfully i went into every interview stage thinking this is it i don't you know it's it's an honor to have gotten this far if it was an honor just to even be you know scouted at the first place yada yada but uh next thing you know i get flown out to houston for our final interview which went horrible because we were pushed back a day there was like so many people mixed into this uh, this interview that we didn't have much chance to talk because we were kept talking over people. So we just built what we did and hoped for the best. And I remember I was at work and I get a phone call and they're like, hey, you're coming to Atlanta. I was like, oh. Ethan gets the same phone call like a few minutes later. And then the rest was kind of history there. We went to Atlanta, 
and we did the Lego Masters thing. You also went to Atlanta and didn't do anything for a couple episodes. How was that? Yeah, so we were not informed that they had a plan with us. We assumed that we were just going to go straight into episode one, smooth sailing, start with the everyone in the race. But we were um, separated from the group one night, and a few producers came out and told us, yo, this is our plan. And Ethan, were not, Ethan and I were not very happy at first, but essentially what it came down to, we made it this far, might as well just got to see it through my boy so <laughs> we ended up going along with it and it is what it is do we get the result that we wanted not exactly but i mean our main goal was to essentially get on the show and make it last last more than one episode <laughs> and we did technically but it wasn't well, at least uh, you want the first ones to get kicked out i think that's, what, that's everyone's like fear is like i know i'm not gonna make it like to the end but at least I don't want to be the first one to get kicked. And you're already exempt from that. In fact, you were like put on a pedestal for a little mm-hmm. bit, which is like a little bit of added pressure to that. Yeah, like, that was. That was... Up. I'm like, oh, dude, I don't even because I remember I didn't know that was happening. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, these guys better be good <laughs> if they're really going to hold them back that far. We were all right. <laughs> no, you guys definitely held up um, your own. But like, how did that like? feel like coming into it you know three weeks or four weeks after everyone's already started um it's not how i wanted neither of us wanted to go into the competition and like that because it was very unfair for us and the other teams because they had to go through a week of these challenges which is very exhausting but at the same time they get the experience of going through those challenges and learning the brick pit and getting an idea of how everything's organized and understanding the workflow between uh, each teammate and stuff where we did not have that. We had an extra week of rest essentially. And other than practicing with a few bricks that we had in our rooms and benching Lego Masters Australia and watching a lot of tutorials and just scrolling on the feed of tips and bricks, just trying to get build techniques. That's all we really had. And then we were thrown into episode four and by the end of episode four our legs were destroyed because of how often we would run back and forth to the brick pit because we just didn't know what pieces we needed nor did we know where they were i ended up getting yelled at twice because i was running so fast trying to beat the clock uh they said i was a safety hazard to myself so that was fun Um, it's a competition it's a competition i was like i there's a time limit i'm zooming i gotta get my bricks i feel but i understand Eh, it's whatever. I mean, what the rules? There's a lot of rules that the audience doesn't get to see. So yes. running too fast is obviously a rule, <laughs> or is it not? Is there are there other? I mean, we know there's building rules. Like you have to make your building or your your build this big or yeah. This there's wide there's a or... few like dimension um, sizes of builds that <clears throat> have to be a certain length or width or in this dimension um, that they just don't go over. And then there's like a few other rules like you have to have this many builds or this many. You have to have this many mechanics in in your build, um, which I feel like would benefit the show if they explain those rules so the viewers have a under, better understanding of why some builds look a certain way or they did so much this or they struggled with this build, didn't focus so much on the drama aspect. And drama. I, I feel like with that, the Lego community as a whole would respect the show more, or at least the, the yeah. US version or the North American version, if they were to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you know for the fox trying to like promote it to like every nook and cranny of the u.s and canada i don't know if that's going to be received well because a lot of people are just not going to understand mm-hmm. why 
You know what I mean? Because they're not really big fans. And there's already been a lot of people coming into, you know, the fandom as a whole or the hobby as a whole because of Lego Masters. So, yeah. you know, it's a good ease into it. I mean, if you start, like, for example, the, uh, you know, we're going to fast forward a little bit with the whole working with the celebrity who had nothing as far as knowledge. With Zero knowledge of Lego building. Yeah. Like, so what a one by two is, is going to be completely not. It's a different you know, language. It's yeah, essentially yeah, a different language. Like, what do you, so, are those words? Yeah. So I feel like with like as much as it frustrates the Lego community, um, no matter where what part they're you know they're in, just doing that it it kind of doesn't make sense to a mainstream audience. I mean, they could like they did a little bit like they'll introduce you know what this word means in like previous seasons. I didn't really see much of it this one. There's a few segments that we would pick up on. Like we don't all, all of a sudden Amy and Jamie would come out, which they never do. They start pulling pieces and then they'd build something and then the camera would be right there and be like, this is a building technique, yada yada, blah blah blah. Or like, can we go over there? Can we <laughs> can we grab can we watch a lot of pieces that we need? Like you have to do this right now while we're building. Whatever. Dang, okay. <laughs> so there's limitations. Going back to it, you had you had less time on the on the floor. You had less uh, experience with you and Ethan like building together on a task that's given to you. Um, and then, you know, you had a disadvantage with uh, you know not knowing where anything is, mm-hmm. uh, how like the real processes work. But you also had less screen time. You think you were like, you think that was not? I mean, that didn't seem fair to me because. You could have lasted those three up ep- the three episodes longer. Yeah, and you had, you, but you would have been able to showcase more. I'm happy with the amount of screen time that we got, but yeah, we definitely could have gotten more. Um, Ethan's and I's social media, from what we noticed, we did not get like an, a giant boom of new followers because of the show. We didn't see a spike at all. Uh, neither of us are verified, but I'm, I'm sure we there's probably forms that we need to like fill out for that stuff but um i feel like the only thing that ethan and i really gained from going on lego masters is we were on lego masters and brands look at us a little bit better uh but other than that we're not like celebrities or super famous or super rich because of it now we just it's kind of just i, I look at it as like a thing i did that was a lot of fun to be a part of an experience yeah yeah i feel like i feel like like separate from lego masters and stuff but a lot of the reality shows are kind of like that now i yeah. feel like you know, I think there was maybe a time where you people would have thought that, but there's just like, I mean, this is a reality TV show based, you know, for families to for, like mm-hmm. to watch kids. You know, it's not like I don't know. Who knows? I who know, I could be wrong, but were you? I'm curious. Like, were you expecting that? No. Okay, that's good. I was. I mean, other than I know Boone's verified. I mean, that would have been cool, but like. Not really. I know I, I've been in a few news articles. I was in my local paper because locally it's people are treating it as a big deal. But how I how I view it, it's just it's not as big as a deal as people are making it to be, to be around here. And maybe that's just me not understanding that or not understanding the perspective of living in a small town. Um, but it's like, eh, it's whatever. I mean, it's cool, though. Yeah. It is cool. And it is very like I, I really do appreciate all the local publicity. Um yeah. And I think it's really cool to be recognized by my community. But there's like this new like, you're famous. I'm just like, I'm not famous. I went to a local basketball game and <laughs> half the people knew there, half the people knew me there were calling me famous. And I was like, I'm not famous. I'm not famous. <laughs> I'm no I'm more famous than I was before. 
I think, I think amongst like the regulars at like a convention or like the regulars that you would find in TikTok, like YouTube or Instagram, they'll know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because as much as, I mean, I, I can't, I can only speak for myself, but I don't, I know, I didn't, I never really watched every single episode of Lego Masters unless I found the builds to be interesting. And then, or the, I don't even the think I comic. finished season three. I'm pretty I, sure I, I skipped didn't. two episodes. <laughs> I, I got pissed after I did that leaving episode. I was I like, to like mini golf. <laughs> you, <laughs> you did your homework? I, mean, I watched a few after that one, but I was like, eh. And sorry to my fellow contestants. I will oh, relay season. I just need some time to oh, take really? <laughs> oh, how is that? How is that rewatching yourself on TV? It's so weird. It's like such a bad haircut yuck <laughs> um and like some of the things that i said i'm just like why did i say that like did it's you think it was going to be cringy blame it on the script when you said it or like you it's like oh, yeah, yeah i kind of i kind of one of my goals was to be cringy but um a little bit just for the just, just like yeah i was cringy on lego masters of course i was cringy on lego masters lego masters but it was it's just weird seeing yourself on TV. And I, I feel like I should be used to it because, I mean, YouTube TikTok? and TikTok, but it's, yeah. it's so much different. It's not that much different. It just feels different. Hmm. Do you think it's, it's because you have somewhat of a control of your audience versus on TV you do not? Like, there's no back that's and forth. Great, that's a great no way to put it. Whatever I put out, I know what I'm putting out. To them, they could, they could have edited me to be a horrible human being to ethan because we did not vibe when it came to building we did not vibe well at first in our first couple of challenges it took us i think two or three challenges to get into the rhythm of working with each other and trusting each other to get our builds done and our our projects done because i would and i'm so sorry ethan i apologize to him to this day i was so hard on him when it came to like building fast because there was some things i was like you've been working on the same thing for like an hour and a half dude I got all this done. What are you doing? Oh man, yeah. Where was that? <laughs> the first episode. <laughs> we were we were so scrambled in our first build. I was having I had I think at least two tiny panic attacks. I feel like that's like a common denominator with every team. Is that yeah, everybody's like that. Yeah, I mean, Especially I can blame them. Think about it. You're like, no matter how much you practice, it's not like you have the cameras on and you know it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't map. Sorry, I'm like the timer. And it was uh, Ethan's and I first, one of our first times building together up into up, other than a few small challenges, uh, little tests that we did together. Um, that was, that was it. The pressure Damn. was on right there. Then. Yeah, I know. that's a lot of pressure. It was, it was the most pressure I've ever felt in my entire life. I remember seeing you guys come on because I didn't know you guys were coming on and I saw that. I was like, oh, that's kind of jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, I, I get what they're doing but it's kind of jacked up because now you also have they also made it in a way where everyone's like against you at least that's what it, they made it a sound like because you're funny like funny enough like, um i'll go into a little story and i'm sorry ethan but people need to know how we, ethan forgot his name when we were introduced um <laughs> when we were brought out to the saloon doors um the first initial take Everyone was so excited to see us again because we had some time to hang out with the rest of the contestants before we started shooting and really bond with the contestants and make friendships and like get to know each other. So they were all really bummed out and surprised when we didn't make it on episode one with the rest of the cast. Um, so when we come through the saloon doors and they see us again, because they all assume that we got sent home, they they explode in excitement. I know Liz and Aaron, uh, Michelle and Tacos, I think, and Emily, 
both of the Emily's were like tearing up and crying. Um, there, some of them were just so shocked. I mean, there were a few people that I don't think were too excited to see us, <laughs> but a lot of people were excited to see us and happy that we were back. And we did that take. <clears throat> and Ethan was so shocked about the excitement that he, for like two minutes, could not say a word. He was like completely starstruck and just shook. Uh, and it was it was hilarious because Will Arnett was just like, "Who are you guys? Who are you guys?" He would just like re-say his line because we were given like those we were given like four lines for our intro. Thankfully, they they made us do a couple takes before they brought out the contestants because they had a feeling. Ethan was Ethan would have, Ethan and I would have done that uh, just in case, which, which pan out. But essentially, after they got up in excitement, they said, "All right, reshoot it." We're like, "What?" So they had us go back to the saloon doors to come back out, and the, one of the director was like, "You guys aren't supposed to be happy to see them. You're supposed to be confused <laughs> and upset and mad. You don't like those guys." Which so till this day, I'm just like <laughs> rude. So do you like the way Lego Masters portrayed you and Ethan? No, not one bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of like whatever. Ethan, uh, in the one episode, I think it was Monster Camp. He did not like how we were uh, portrayed because of my strategy with the golden brick. That you mean would have been flawless if they didn't. If they actually did eliminate someone, I put so much time and effort into that plan. It, it just, just, but whatever. But yeah, he was pretty upset with the depiction of that episode and how they edited us because like when happy things were happening for the other contestants, they would cut back to us to looking us to making us look very like they used clips of us that were, we just weren't smiling. So we had blank expressions as if we were upset and mad that our plan failed. But no, we were excited. There was a part of us that were excited that, you know, no one got sent home. That's kind of cool. Strategy so, didn't work, but that's still that's whatever. I mean, worst comes to worst, whatever. Dang, so, so it sounds like they used those clips when you're angry about the building and totally used them yeah, out of context. They, yeah, that's essentially what happened. Dang, that's cold. Okay. I mean, we've every Lego Master has pretty much said something remotely close to that, if not exact that exact yeah, same thing. <laughs> um, you know, both on here and off. Like, but that's what you know, that's reality TV. You have to make that's a compelling story somehow. So that's kind of an expectation, uh for that it's just it's just i have yet to find anybody who was completely happy with how they were represented on on national television which kind of sucks is what is that tv that's hollywood tv yeah as long as you expect that yeah you'll be you'll be all right it's just you know when you start diving to the what you call the the reddit threads Ooh, them reddit threads (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you know when it's coming from like everyday like schmoes then it's just like mm-hmm. whatever. But when it's coming from the Lego community, uh, that 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 uh, I'll get into that a little bit. That little that kind of hurted, um, because Ethan and I are really, I mean, we're definitely big community members. We love our Lego community, and to have people, um, right out the bat, not liking us because of something we had no control over, without knowing the full story, kind of sucks. Kind of hurts a little bit. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if it's some random everyday Joe Schmo, like you said, it doesn't really matter. But when it's someone in your community, someone that you make content for and support, it's like, that hurt my feeling a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> But it is what it is. I mean, I'm not going to be able to please everyone. And Ethan and I are used to the fact that, I mean, haters going to hate. It is what it is. But Did that so- happen though? Like, did specific, like, viewers, like, on your TikTok, did they react yeah. poorly to um, you going on the show? Some people reacted good, some people reacted bad, and then there was just like the Lego Masters subreddit 
uh, ripped into Ethan and I because, and that's like, it is what it is. I mean, it's Reddit, who cares? But, I mean, it's still people, Lego fans on Reddit. So it's like, whatever. Did anyone get upset? Like, I can't believe they just let these guys on. Oh, yeah. In. Oh, yeah. A lot of people were like, like that, like how unfair it is and how, uh, what, a, what, what a bunch of cheaters. They cheated. Uh, they cheated. Or like, they use TikTok codes. <laughs> they use TikTok algorithms to hack the mainstream <laughs> to get into episode three. Uh, how dare they? You know, it's what it comes to. Yeah, is what it is. I mean, at least these people are emotionally invested enough to write a pissed off comment. <laughs> it sounds like I mean, a bunch of lunatics. I'm sorry. Like, like also, like, are they? I'm. Are they like thinking that they're gonna be on Lego Masters? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't. I, like what? I, I think it's a lot of people that just they don't understand the fact that it's a reality competition. It's show. just a TV show. Yeah, like it like, has nothing to do with like like I'm like sorry to, if this is insulting, but it doesn't really have much to do with like actual building skill. It's just like a way to market the product to like a different audience. That's it. It's just like yep. Anyway, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I don't know. a lot of people don't understand that. Even like the actual Lego masters themselves, like master builders, they do have parameters, but they're not on a time clock like twelve hours. Yeah, and they like, have like you know, there, there's there's reasons, there's rules in place that Joey cannot go on Lego masters because one, he would wipe the floor. Like, there's two model builders that I know, um, Vivid Builds. And Master Model Julie, I try like putting them together, like guys, you you'd be an ultimate combo. And I think one of them looked into it and like, yeah, we can't. We're we're certified official builders. We we legit they would not allow us. That's not the point. That's not the that's point. Not the point which sinks. Right. That's the that's yeah. the, that's that's what's no, I mean, disappointing. That's not that's not what's gonna get new people to come in, you know? Yeah. It's like well, I, you, want, I really, you want personality, you want, you know, mm-hmm. interesting topic, you want, you want that type of draw to bring people to the show. And that's, yeah. you know, that's mainly why all of you who are on, you know, the, the, the roles that they're literally shoving like down your faces um, to project out into the world that hopefully reaches everybody is, oh my gosh, like it's, it's kind of like blinding at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like cool. you, you kind of saw it a little bit in season one, you know, a little bit too. Okay. They really harped on it a little bit. And then this one for sure, you know, with the scrubs, you know, with the firemen, doctors, mm-hmm. teachers, yeah, mama, son, duo, siblings, brother, sister, um, Twitch streamers, young, youthful, hip TikTokers wearing tie dye and stripes. Those are not my sweatshirts. <laughs> I thought they were. Those are not my sweatshirts. Our wardrobes were given to us. We do not dress like that. Maybe a little I mean, bit now. I expected that during the holiday one for them to. I mean, if you actually had that sweater, I would have given you a little bit more respect for it because it's actually really funny. And, and also it's cool. a funny sweater. But you know, I, I thought you had to come up with like your own wardrobe, like five or six outfits. Uh, we did, and we brought them, and they were all denied. They're like, oh, uh, because Ethan and I, with our similarities, we also dress very similar. Graphic t-shirt, flannel over it, jeans. That's us. We're you know, basic. You can't do you can't do a graphic tee on like a exactly. branded tee on a TV show. Yeah, we couldn't do that. So we yeah. got blank tees, just yep. uncolored tees. We went out and bought ourselves, and even those were just like, nah. And we're like, okay. So oh, they were, were like, wear? too dull, too boring. 
pretty much. And then also Drew Miranda, their wardrobe was um, flannel. So I think they already had that flannel look taken. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Sucks because I had so many great flannels I could have worn. Missed <laughs> opportunity. At least you didn't have to wear them for like eight hours a day. Twi- I would have because our, our hoodies, the one hoodie that Ethan had, I think in the golf challenge, I think it was the, the orange one, was insulated. It was like it was that made looked for, uncomfortable. It was made that. for cold weather, like cold, cold, like working outside in the cold. And every day, because of our wardrobe, at the end of the day, we'd be drenched in sweat and stinky. Thankfully, they would um, after each shoot, they would take our wardrobe, have it dry clean and dry it overnight, and then in the morning we'd just put it Same back on again. Blood. Same clothes, but yeah, um, yeah, our wardrobe was not fun. Uh, they gave me like these flat shoes and I wore them for like one episode and I was like, I'm not wearing these anymore. I'm wearing my boots because I brought my boots because they're comfortable for long days. And I knew that I was, you know, that's what's going to be given to me were these long days of building. And I was like, I need some comfortable shoes. I'm wearing my boots. End of story. And they're like, I, no, I, I never looked at your feet. feet. <laughs> Take yeah. a stand. I think the closest time I looked at your feet is when you guys are on the ground for the mm-hmm. golf challenge, which is like, that's when I realized like these guys are, Look very uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Squatting down like that. Our, like everybody our, did. Our wardrobe was hot and sweaty because those big studio lights, oh, it's like 90 degrees in there. Yeah, no, it is not, not fun. Yeah, Ethan and I would chug water. Cool. I'd have to remind Ethan to chug water. Some of the moms would remind us to chug water. Oh, That's another thing I'd like to get into. Uh, Liz, Aaron, and Emily, Liam's mom, they were, we call them our Lego Master moms because they would remind us to do our laundry. Are you eating enough? Have you drinking water? Do you need your potty? <laughs> so all like mom things. And then her momming us, which was much appreciated because, you know, yeah, we Ethan and I would get so focused on building against that clock that we would legitimately forget to take you care of it. You probably stunk. They were probably like, oh my God, those those young dudes, we got to we gotta stick exactly. them out of power. Virginia. Yeah. Like, why are they wearing Especially hoodies? if you guys were sweating your faces off. Yeah, I mean, this combination, this picture that you've painted, mm-hmm. Dom, is, uh, isn't isn't doing you any favors. But... It was such a fun experience. So much fun. <laughs> Love Lego Masters. I recommend it. Well, so, okay. But, like, not to, like, keep, you know, ragging on Lego Masters. Would you do TV again? Would you do, like, television again? Or, would, or do you think you're going to stay away from it? I'm just curious. I thought, I mean, Ethan and I have thought about it. I think I'm more open-minded to doing, like, an all-star season. Uh-huh. I doubt they would want me back after bringing me back on the holiday special. And I think the Australian version of the show is doing an all-star season where they're going to bring back old contestants from previous seasons and pair them up with other ones from other seasons, which had, hypothetically, if the U.S. were to do that, I feel like I would be down for it because Ethan and I definitely want another shot at redemption because of how we were introduced. We never got a fair chance of actually winning the show. Um, nor did I want, nor did either of us hypothetically, we did not want to even get close to the finale. Like, we didn't want to like, yeah, we wanted to shoot for the finale and try our best to get there, but it wouldn't have been like honorable to get there when we had such a shortcut. And I didn't want that oh, on my I record. Get, I get it. So, yeah. Also, with how the show plays, I doubt we would have lasted that long to even get that close. Like, I'm surprised we got as close as we did, uh, all things considered, and just how shows work. And I don't know. I wouldn't want to get that too far in the competition knowing that I had a shortcut because that's just – that's unfair. 
This is rude. So yeah, if if all stars happen and if we were definitely were to call back, I would totally just Rocky montage train and try to win the all star season. Hypothetically, if it were to happen, the problem is I feel like I would have a a little bit of trouble getting Ethan on board to do an all star season, especially that because that won't be maybe after season five. Who knows? But yeah, I would. I honestly, I probably would do it again because although all everything that we went through the relations and the fun times after set after shooting uh were fun times you know yeah that's that's what's coming yeah that's like yeah. it's been really nice to hear you know like not that we want to speak on behalf of like anybody who's like been on the show or people we've had conversation with but it seems like you know it's all worth it for those relationships mm-hmm. yeah. definitely worth for the relationships and just being able to build freely with that many bricks is something that, you know, not many people get to do in their lifetime. And uh, if I could do it again, I would, because it's fun. Didn't you also Speaking. win a bunch of bricks? That's what that I too. That too. That? Uh, yeah. How'd yeah. that work? So Ethan and I, uh, during monster camp, we during the camp challenge, we won the gift boxes and we ended up getting the one with the 90 K bricks. And I had my Oprah moment where, like, you get some bricks and you get some bricks. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, but uh, Ethan and I just submitted our orders because we split it 45-45. We just sent those in, and we will probably get those pieces end of the year, maybe early next year because oh, it's a lot of pieces. I wonder if it's coming through Lego or Lego Masters. Uh, is, is, it, is it the same, same inventory as Lugbulk? Same list, if you know. No, it's pretty much the inventory of what they have on set. So it's a lot of basic elements. Nothing, nothing super crazy. Nothing too special. Uh, not like uh, rare colors of bricks. Um, basic stuff. But um, I mean, I'm getting a couple hundred base plates. Hey, hey, because, there you go. Um, yeah, that that was a fun ordering system. There was, I guess, to put it in like birthing terms, there was over two thousand lots. And we had to order the minimum per lot had to be a minimum of 200. So we had to order because of the size to make it, I guess. Yeah, to make it worth so it. I mean, I don't know. 45,000, that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot of break. <clears throat> yeah. no, it, it took me, it took Ethan and I, we didn't get the list to actually start filling it out till I think November. And with the holidays, neither of us really had time to focus too much in it. But um, I started working it, on it uh, January. I, I finished. I started it and finished it this month, and Dang. a lot, a lot of pieces. I would That's take pieces. I would, I would listen to this podcast while selecting my pieces. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which uh, the list, the list that we were given didn't have any uh, images of what the pieces were, so ah. we would have to copy and paste the ID number of the piece, put it oh, on like Google or Lego.com just to see what piece it even is and what color. Um, so that was also super time consuming, but that sounds fun. We did it. We got our pieces. They're on our. They're in production. I guess. I, I think they're making them, which is weird. Rice I mean, crispy pieces. Nice. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel bad for <laughs> people who have to hand grab these for you. <laughs> that would suck. Oh. Yeah. That. that <laughs> yeah. You feel bad for that employee who has like a list of ninety thousand bricks. We got that forty-five thousand piece order. Who's grabbing that? Yeah. <laughs> You get one list, you get the other. Um, but you mentioned something like just right now, and um, that's you know wanting to come back for something. You came back for the holiday special. 
I did. Um, they brought up the idea, an idea of doing the holiday special mid season three. And I was like, that's awesome. That'd be cool. Cause I did a lot of charity work with my little brother. Um, so I was like, that's, that sounds awesome. I'd love to do that. How can I get involved? Uh, we'll see what the season goes. We're not even sure if we're even going to do it. You know, it's just an idea. Um, but I get sent home and during our last interviews, I looked dead into the camera and I was like, call me for the holiday special. Yo, <laughs> toodles. <laughs> and I, I did. Um, I was home for about two weeks. I was home for a week after getting eliminated, getting sent home. And I get a phone call from California. I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm in trouble. What did I say? What did I do? And it was like, no, we want you back for the holiday special. I was like, oh, sick. Um, so I was home I'm for two in weeks. Trouble. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought I did something wrong. Which I, I'm just—I'm waiting. It's inevitable. I'm waiting for that California phone call. Be like, hey, you gotta take this video down, or you weren't supposed to say that, or we're taking your bricks back. And I was like, please, no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> don't take my bricks. Don't break my bricks. Take my videos down, but don't take my bricks. You can take my videos down, but you'll never take my bricks. Um, <laughs> I gotta say that but, that Will Arnett impression. Yes, that's pretty good. It sounded, it sounded like Will, <laughs> Will Arnett right there. Will Arnett. Well, nope. you hang out with him for a little bit. You kind of get an idea of what he sounds like in his body language. He's a funny guy. So um, if, if anybody hasn't watched like the holiday specials of this past season, I definitely recommend it. It was actually really interesting it was, to watch. It was probably my favorite thing to come out of Lego Masters was the holiday special and that opportunity. And I'm just currently like so grateful that they, they brought me back. Um, to represent season three and it was just such a fun experience and it, it was you know Boone I look up to a lot and when I found out Boone was going to be brought back and I was like I was fangirling I was like oh my gosh this is amazing and I remember meeting him he was in the lobby unpacking some stuff because he came in late and that night they had to get the wardrobe to production really quick so they could start processing it and putting together outfits because I was home for two weeks and then I was back in Atlanta for two weeks. That was about, we had about two weeks to do this holiday special. And um, I remember walking into the lobby and seeing this like seven foot tall bearded man. And we walk up to him, I'm just like with a shaky hand, like, hi, I, I, I'm Dom. <laughs> and I wish I got on camera, but it was such like a, it was such like meeting your hero and it was such a cool experience. And I didn't just meet my hero. I hung out with him for two weeks. We went to like shop. We, we went shopping together. We went to a cool store together. Um, funny enough, we have a, a mutual friend for zoom lives in that area. So oh, while we were there after shooting set every now and then for zoom would just pick us up from the hotel and we would go to his Lego bricks. Old gray bricks. I love him. Love him to death. Mm -hmm. And that was just so much fun. It was just, oh, and just meeting and just talking to Boone. And like at the time he was in the process of moving out to Denmark and becoming mm -hmm. a designer. So I had all that time to ask him questions about that and like all the attempts he had of becoming a designer and just so much advice he gave to me. It was like this really cool mentorship. And, you know, it's, it was awesome. He he said it the best, um, describing himself on the on the on that part of the show where like he didn't win, but he won the aftermath. Becoming absolutely, a yeah, he definitely. Absolutely. I aspire to not be Boone, but kind to kind of be Boone. If that makes sense. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be Boone. Roughly structured after Boone. Yeah, 
I just like what he represents in the Lego community and just how much yeah, fun and how he had that tight niche community. And he used to have a show that is no longer running because he's a designer. And I'd like mm -hmm. to eventually make a show kind of like that because the community doesn't have that anymore. The A4 and, spotlight, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. the A4 spotlight. Like, I would love to do a show like that. That's like one of my goals this year is to do my own show. Are you like going to start singing too? Because, you know, that. I, I might. I mean, I just, started, I just started playing guitar. I got a ukulele. Damn. I'll jam with it. I, I would start a Lego band. I, that, that's it one is. big thing about his personality was his his voice. Um, it was very Such an amazing voice. Very he was he was singing so much. He was singing. There was like one challenge where once the cameras were off, and even when the cameras were on, he was just singing holiday songs. It was so nice. Yeah. It was. I mean, of course they of course they partnered like him with Robin Thicke, but like mm -hmm. it's it funny that harmonized. you you fangirled oh. over. Boone more than like the celebrities who we were working with. I don't yeah, even knew, I don't like, even know if you even knew who those people were. I I, I knew Leslie Jordan, God rest his soul, RIP. Mm. Um, but Cheryl Hines, I was just like, <laughs> who is Cheryl Hines? <laughs> it was so awkward. In the building? Like they're like, yeah, celebrities are in the building. I was like, that's cool and all, but Boone is sitting right, it's like right next to me. That's awesome. I, that's uh, a lot. That says a lot by about today that more mm -hmm. people will be will be freaking out about like seeing someone that they watch online all the time versus like an actual A list celebrity or B list celebrity that's out there. Like, you know, like a lot of these people are attached to you know just everyday people, and you're more invested into them than you would ever like you know Taylor Swift or something like that. Yeah, you know, I'd probably freak out seeing Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm the whole, like, out. they're more relatable. Like, that's, mm -hmm. they're more relatable, not just some celebrity in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, Finesse Michelle, no, I, no clue. Sorry. Great guy. All these people, all the celebrities were amazing to work with, and they were so much fun. They gave me a bunch of great advice, and I didn't know any of them. Please tell me you knew who Robin Thicke was. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Oh, we're getting old, that's guys. boomer energy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, uh, which which was a perfect I, I, representation of what you were supposed to be on the show, and that like dynamic between you and you know you and uh, Robin Thicke. You were young, and everyone was remotely middle age and above. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ethan and I are the youngest Lego Masters contestants team at eighteen and nineteen mm -hmm. ever. Oh. And and that was it. Is this like every nice. contestant that comes onto Lego Masters has their life somewhat? You know, already in place. You know, mm -hmm. they're able. The the problem with them is that they got to figure out time to carve out work or carve out the show from their work and their families and all like that. You, I mean, you not necessarily had to do as much, but you got to be on the show and represent mm -hmm. the new youth coming out into the world, which I think the show did pretty well, especially with all the cringe moments. Um, you know, with dabbing. Mm -hmm. And all the things that you say that were like <laughs> that we try to replicate and then uh -huh. really puts people like, like myself like oh dude i'm i'm well arnett right now <laughs> like i don't seem i don't look cool doing that like at all and just watching you freak out and that was legitimate Call like me. you were yes that was uncomfortable it was Ooh. very uncomfortable hearing him say those terms and phrases and it and i i, I had to walk away oh, i couldn't handle anymore and he was laughing hysterically and chanting i broke dom i broke dom <laughs> that was the best i love that part that was that was awesome like i think i think when you get to a certain point like especially i mean speaking for myself like I'm, I'm gonna get there one day when my kids are like old enough to have you know 
their own slang, their own inside youth terms that you and like, you know, Ethan and everyone else in your generation understand that mine just can't seem to comprehend. You're going to get there to that point where yep. the youth is there. They'll be saying some gibberish. You have no idea what's happening, but I can't wait to replicate or like recite the stuff they mm -hmm. say back to them and then freak out. I think we live off of that at that point. Like I don't dab to be cool. I dab to make you uncomfortable. To embarrass them. <laughs> to embarrass <laughs> you in front of your friends. This is what you, you know? look like. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ninja, no, I think it looks is this cool? Am I being cool? Is, is this cool? It's so bad. Is, is this cool? Am I doing the cool kid thing? Oh, yeah. See, I think it just looks worse when we do it as the, the parents. Well, be prepared of a lifetime of that. Yep. But, like, again, going back to the macro scale of it, like, like you guys representing the youth is what the whole YouTube community is seeing like right now mm -hmm. is that the people that we're used to watching on YouTube specifically uh, and then obviously Instagram kind of came a little bit after that and Twitch, I guess. But like we're so used to seeing like three years ago, 10 to 20 people always on watching their videos. Mm -hmm. And with the <clears throat> with the with the pandemic, it brought so many new people uh, into that platform, but also brought TikTok into fruition and a bunch of other people in there and you can see a change of the guard or, yeah. or an evolution of the type of content that everyone's you know making and or watching yeah so, there's like this new wave I, I see it as like a wave of people crashing mm -hmm. into the rest of the pool and i think it's cool it's, good. Like, it's a good thing it's, good. it's like, a good thing you guys, you guys know this was like i'm like i'm not making i'm not making this up i'm just like repeating it from someone smarter than me in these senses but like this was predicted right like plenty of huge mega youtubers were like think about it like think about how long youtube has been around and how long social media in general creation has been around right um dom like you grew up i would imagine i don't know like maybe like you guys had rules where you weren't supposed to watch like online but assuming that you were consuming content you're throughout like really formative years of your life really the best content creators are now coming into the space, if you really think about it. And they're only gonna get better and better because, you know, we talked a lot about here, you know, Gen Z versus millennials and their capacity of dealing with the internet and dealing with hate comments and, and comprehending, like everyone was like so worried that like Gen Z would be totally screwed. They're screwed for different reasons, but screwed because they like grew up on the internet. And, but if you really look at it, they actually deal with on the online stuff way better than millennials do. Millennials are the ones that like share too much information, dox themselves, mm -hmm. like, stuff like that, right? Because Absolutely. they kind of like got into it at like an awkward age and stuff. But like, think about it, like some of the best content creators that exist on all like platforms, on all subject matters are like 18 to 24 right now. Truth. So, I mean, and you think about it, it's just, it's quite literally experience and exposure. Yeah, uh, growing up, I definitely watched a lot more YouTube than mm -hmm. actual TV because it was either my exact interest watching pff, watching David Hall. <laughs> as, he's been around for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, Man. yeah. for a very um, long time. But watching David Hall and Jane Bricks, um, and watching those content creators along with other you know, like non Lego content creators like you, you know YouTube gamers and all that jazz. But definitely, I remember watching you know hours of minecraft playthroughs just people getting comfortable talking to the camera and i feel like that definitely helped me like growing up i always thought of the idea like oh being a content creator would be really cool but i couldn't i'm not that guy 
I'm not that guy. And then I became that guy, but like almost as an accident because I never anticipated my TikTok to ever blow up. It was something I just did out of boredom. And then it, I guess I had, I had all these like secrets and techniques and skills watching and growing up with, you know, watching content. It actually came into play and I had an idea and understanding of what I was doing. No, no, that's so studying. Yeah. Another thing with that is that you're you're in the generation that's doing that's expected to do very well because you know what to talk about, you know what to say, mm-hmm. you know what you like. For someone who's older, has to figure and understand all those memes and all those things that we just don't know <laughs> and try to make it sound like we know what we're talking about is a big challenge. So you have a huge advantage and run with it because you know this yeah, is you're you're, you're speaking to your own generation right now. And it's easy to speak to your own generation right now. And the biggest audiences on all the social media platforms are your generation right now. You know what I mean? Like the millennials or like the, you know, Gen, Gen X, like they have to figure that out and like, and get to the point where, you know, the youth of today will understand them, which they won't always or very minimalistically it's or possible do. Hard. I think that's, I think that's a mistake when people do that. I think when people try to like, act don't act their age in a certain way i think it i think it tends to be a mistake and it's like I agree. pretty transparent to see it's it it's very like, visible to see someone yeah. trying to pretend yeah. that they are someone that they're not and yeah it's very discouraging to the viewer they're like that's yucky it's disingenuous right which is yeah. like suicide for social media content mm-hmm. so it seems that like the right thing to do would be to just like access the demographic that they're they, exactly. that they themselves are and that exists i mean there is mega youtube social media communities for everything and for oh, yeah, a ton of different age groups so it's you know it, it exists you just maybe might not be in the right one you might be you know just a fish out of water unfortunately you know there's like different ways i think to approach it or at least like make that silo for yourself and like what it represents to you i think that's important Oh yeah, no, definitely. You guys would freak out on the the military and biker tube communities. It's very aggressive. <laughs> no, no, nowhere near Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast Entertainment whatsoever. Um, no, but like I said, like you have an advantage because you're speaking to your the, the largest audience right now, which is your audience, like your your age group. You know, whereas adults don't really have that type of ability at the moment. You know, they're, they're they have to stick to their own. To yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like it's you guys biggest audience. You guys have your own. It's not like there's no one for you guys to make content mm-hmm. for. Like and even I will like <clears throat> I won't say my entire generation is just used to watching, you know, young hip kids because young hip kids are annoying. I'm annoying. I will admit that I am That's annoying at times. <laughs> kids are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's nice to take a break and watch Rixer or Jang Bricks or David Hall or even Matt the Brick Wiz or all those cool adults, Lego AFOLs, actual AFOLs. I mean, I'm 20, but I don't really see myself as an AFOL. I mean, you're an adult. I'm an adult. You're not, I don't want to have 19 adult. on you on you anymore. You're an adult. Dang it. This you, can sucks. Vote. <laughs> you can get drafted into the military. You're an adult. You can't drink yet, which is kind of weak, but like it's so it's so wishy-washy. Like yeah, I gotta pay taxes, but I can't take a I can't drink a brewski with my dad. Come on, man. Can you rent a car now on your own? I don't know. Is that a new thing? Can I Is what? It? Oh, they still can't do that? Wow. I can't yo, I can't rent I can't rent a car. I gotta be 21, I think, to do that. 24. 
24 to rent a car? It was 27 when we were young. So it was always 24, 25. And there's certain companies where you can do it, but you have to pay extra. It's because the insurance on young people, particularly young men, is very expensive. And rental companies don't want to pay for it. I wonder why. No, yeah. Rent a car to go race it. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Well, where do you see yourself then with your own social media goals going forward? You you do have a YouTube, so that's the YouTube that I am. My goal this year is to grow that YouTube platform and just essentially do whatever I'm doing, what I'm doing on Instagram and TikTok, lengthen it and put it into a YouTube style format and make long longer form content. I want to start streaming lego live builds which i used to do a lot on tiktok but um as of the other day i was banned for a week of i can't go live because of hate speech i was building a lego set i tried appealing it didn't like that and that's something that happens fairly frequently in lego tiktok community just trolls would go into your comments Sorry, blah 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 blying. Next thing you know you get reported i feel like that's it's also i honestly like every single time I keep getting like I keep trying to like maybe upload something on TikTok, and they're like, "You're not 13," and I keep like trying That's to. Build. I had to submit a lot of personal, constantly, constantly. Big information. I think they do it intentionally to get that information from you. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, they probably know my whole family tree at this point. Yeah, but, like sure, is what it is. I mean, a I couple of Cali Bricklick uh, TikToks got held for review or it got taken down. That's something that I have, I don't know why it's with my account, but I've had very few videos get under review or hit with community guidelines. I count like less than five times I've had anything like that. More so just my lives typically get jabooted for stupid reasons. And I'm hoping to move them onto YouTube just so I can have, you know, I can have dual cameras set up. I can have just a better way of reading the chat and all that jazz. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to start that probably after I get back from Atlanta. Um, because I got a lot of sets that I want to build. I got like the Falcon, Star Destroyer, Titanic, TAT that I need to build, and Dang, I don't want to do it. Yeah, people have made jokes that it's holding my ceiling up at this point, so that's fun. The support you it's, can't. It's low bearing. It's a support. <laughs> the low so it's a support. Bearing. Um, oh, I was about to say, there's people here that rent out whole storage units. So you're, you know, you're you're in a modest level right now with your backlog. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I uh. Like, my brother moved out, so I've been my bedroom. Bedroom is in his oh. room now, so I will be turning this into a whole Lego studio, which I'm All super stories. excited. So <laughs> more room for more Lego. W, shout out to mom and dad for allowing me to do it. Hey, hey run with it as long as you can. But Absolutely. like in three years, you definitely went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, um, I've noticed, and I think what really boosted it is that I got into. I think what helps a lot is that I got into like TikTok very early. I think that's my was really the luck of the draw. My, my biggest advantage was probably that right there. And then consistency. Uh, I'll say it to anyone, staying consistent and posting consistently in the long run does help. With TikTok, there's, you know, you'll go through phases where your views, views are really good and they're matching with how many followers you, you followers you have. And then you'll have weeks or months of just low performing videos. And that's not, maybe that's because the algorithm's just not picking up what you're putting out. It could just be that you have just poor videos. I do that all the time <laughs> but it's i feel like for me what helps is just staying consistent and being loyal and posting content to those loyal followers that are always going to watch your videos because although i have a third of a million 
followers on TikTok, I'm not getting that amount of viewership on every single post that I do. The algorithm on TikTok's very weird compared to Instagram's algorithm. I like Instagram's algorithm a lot more. I've been getting a lot of success on Instagram. I've gained, I think, 10K in like a month and a half just from re-uploading my TikToks as Reels. And from what I've noticed, what it feels like is that Reels algorithm is showing my Lego content to people that are actually looking for Lego content to where TikTok, you make a Lego content video and it gets thrown out to the FYP. And I'll look in my analytics and typically it's like 98% is viewership from the For You page and the rest of the percentage, the two or 1% is your actual following. So it's very strange. It's very interesting. TikTok people are mean in the comments. That too. Because <laughs> you're also you're also throwing your videos yeah, you're, you're out there. That makes sense. That totally yeah, makes sense. Goes to everyone. No, I, I and it's kind of sad that like I know what video to post now on TikTok to make it do well, just because of how, what people will say. And yeah, those videos are the ones that do well for me. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. But um, no, I wasn't just saying like zero to 100 social media wise. I'm talking about like everything. Like you went from like a modest little collection to like a huge collection of Lego behind you. You're yeah, now going to over this room and your brother's room. You are doing well on social media and you were on Lego Masters. So like. I've had a very fulfilling, awesome Lego career. And I it's it's not going, it's not stopping anytime soon. Wow. Goes <laughs> that? But I don't, I don't plan on it stopping anytime soon i'm gonna just keep out is this what uh, you're gonna try to do for the rest of your life is like social media full-time is that your plan i go i i'd like know. to for a few years i don't know i i've had i have a lot of i feel like options whether it's you know eventually opening up my own secondhand like a resale store cool. is it pursuing content creation on my own making content or social media work for another company and focusing on that maybe going back to school and getting a degree in marketing and all that jazz, which I've thought about that a lot recently because I am not in school. I think that that makes it very clear with how much time I have to do this. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it, there's also like the, the dream of maybe becoming an actual Lego designer one day or working in a model shop, building giant creations for a park. Yeah. It's just my goal essentially in life is to do some sort of Lego work that can sustain my life. Uh, that's the common denominator then. So it's that's the Lego. Like you want to do something for Lego? Lego, because Lego, Lego is my passion. It what gave me purpose back in life. Uh, I'll get a little personal, but I, I lost my younger brother back in 2018, and for a long time, for about two years, I had no ambition, wanted nothing to do. I would sit home, play video games, not do schoolwork, I had nothing going on, and then I started getting back into Lego and making content and Lego content is what kind of just gave me purpose back in life. And I continue to try to do it as much as possible for as long as I can until I physically cannot do it anymore until I have to get a big boy job. Cause that's the dream. Lego is my dream. Wow. That was deep right, right there. Yeah. I did get, I, sorry. I got a little yeah. deep there. Got no, a little deep no, there, but. no, that, that, that's, that's okay. Definitely, yeah, that's, yeah, that's okay. That's totally fine. Wow. I didn't know that part. Um, Sorry about that, man. Life, life goes on. Yeah. I, so, I tried. I, I think I hope to think that another way I live my life and put so much time and effort into Lego content. I like to think that I'm honoring his memory because Lego is something him and I bonded over a lot growing up. Yeah. Um, and if he was, if he were still here, I think 
Tony and I would have been, he would have been my partner on Lego Masters. We probably would have won or he would have made it. So <laughs> no shade, Ethan, no shade. No. And I told Ethan this and he totally understands it. What <laughs> <laughs> to say, I'm like, sorry, man, you were an afterthought. <laughs> sorry, bro. You were like my second option. So yeah, you were you number one. I essentially just try to just uh, live my life to the fullest and uh, take chances on things and kind of what like, I used to watch a lot of Brick Attack, and I know like he always advocates just following your dreams and passions. And I'm just like, I'm right there with him. Just start making Lego content and see where it goes, or start making content of any interest or hobby that you have and see where it goes because you might end up on a reality TV show based off it. Yeah. Hey, Brick Attack's the reason why I'm here. He's a cool dude. Yeah, Greg's dope. I'd love to talk to him one day. He's not out of reach. Yeah, he's not. He's not out of reach. He's actually right there. <laughs> he um, is in Pennsylvania. He's, he's literally. You're a lot closer to get to him than I am. <laughs> Uh, if you go to a Philly Brickfest, I think you. Oh, he might go to Virginia this year. So, ooh, I don't go to Brickfests. Well, that's like right. That's like right by you. Yeah, but they're like so. Yeah, I know. TBH, they're lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> TBH, lame. they're lame. It used to Dang, be the thing. It used to be like, cool. Was like you know the Virginia now, mm-hmm. and or at least for content creators. But now it's just done. So he, I think he's going to Virginia. So maybe you'll get to meet him there. Um, but. I think, you know, I think you, this is a good place to, to put a flag at it. And, yeah, dude, uh, thank you for telling us your story. And uh, we so appreciate you to tell my story. all of that, man. Like, sorry again about, you know, your brother. Um, I can empathize in a way, but I can't. So, but like, it's, I definitely feel for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, um, good luck to what you end up doing. Thank like you. you guys made watching Lego Masters interesting, especially the holiday special. I mean, I really only watched the holiday special because of Mel because he called me out on it. And then uh, <laughs> I, I I did enjoy the what three episodes. So yeah, you three episodes. watched it like quite recently, right, Chai? Yeah, I watched it like after like probably like a couple of weeks after Mel told me to watch it. it. <laughs> and then when it was on. And then I, I will say I, I will say I feel like the uh, the holiday special was an opportunity for me oh, to show my personality without having the villain of season three arc on us. It's because that's mm-hmm. kind of how it felt yeah. like they were wanting us to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I do appreciate the holiday special for just allowing me to be me. <laughs> I guess it, it, didn't, it didn't feel like Mel said it was like your redemption, but like it, it definitely, you, you felt you looked more at ease. At, yeah. You know, because you also weren't trying to gain, you know, some sort of notoriety out of it. It was simply representing the season, mm-hmm. getting to, you know, you obviously you're getting to build Boone, who you beat. Um, I beat Boone. You beat Boone. Um, <laughs> not overall, but you just beat him in one, in one thing. <laughs> um, you know, but it, it was good to see, like, you just be happy in building and not be totally under pressure. But so, no, yeah. Um, Shout out to Cheryl Hines. Good teammate. Have you ever watched, did you watch anything now with her nope. in it? Okay, I guess that's not gonna happen, but I'm sorry, Cheryl. I love you to death. Sorry, I ain't got time to watch TV and shows anymore. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, we, we we've gone through a lot. Um, we'd love to have you back uh and see where you go back. with uh with social media in general. We good luck on the tubes since that's your new focus for I guess upcoming. Uh Pretty we already know you're killing on TikTok, so uh keep killing it. You know, is there anything you want to plug or say before we uh we end it. Um, shout out to Ethan the Artisan for being an awesome season three uh, teammate. Shout out to Shale Hines for being awesome. Shout out to everyone involved with the holiday special in season three. Shout out to like the TikTok. Shout out to my YouTube and Instagram. That's what I'm trying to grow more. That's cool guy, cool guy Dom02. Um, shout out to the community for being awesome. 
I just Sheesh. felt like that sounded like a radio thing where they just want to like say hi to everybody while they're on air. Hi to my mom. Hi to my there dad. You go. There we go. <laughs> She'll probably watch this. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> hi, Dom's mom. <laughs> hopefully, um, you made it this far. If you made it this far, hopefully you did. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's mom. It's mom. Uh, but with that being said, let's roll that music. Everyone have a good night. Peace. That was awesome. I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed it so much. Best hour of 15 of my life. Holy moly. I'm on the Calgary Podcast. It's awesome. <laughs>